Alrighty, everybody, welcome to the Halos in the Infield Weekly Roundup Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chase, and uh, this is... This is Andrew. I am also a host. Or a yes, <laughs> one of those two. I think it works. Uh, we forgot to record an intro for this episode, uh, so we're doing it now. Uh, so welcome, everybody. We're going to be uh, going over the topics of everything throughout the week. Uh, we're going to try to do it on a weekly basis. If it doesn't happen... It doesn't happen, but we're going to do our best. So I hope you guys have a great time, and uh, thank you for listening. So you got some interesting stories for foreign substances. They're starting to crack down this week. What do you got for me, Andrew? I mean, I th- you know, everyone wants to look at, like, the numbers and, like, how people are dropping off, but I think we really got to start with uh, Sergio Romo doing, like, his magic mic performance on the mount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a real fun clip. That's one, of, that's one of my favorites. Might maybe all time. He just goes straight over to the umpire, just starts taking off his belt, off his pants. And you take a look here at what Sergio Romo was dealing with, and he was a, a little bit heated there after the performances. He's immediately thrown off the belt, the glove, the hat, everything. <laughs> Save it for the bedroom, Sergio. <laughs> oh, man, there was like, what, 35,000 people in the stands, too? <sighs> Dude, I don't know how he had the courage to do that. I think he just got in the heat of the moment, just tunnel vision on he's, the umpire there. He's probably been wanting to do that for a long time. You know, like he's it's his favorite umpire. Yeah, yeah. It's like I saw I saw a TikTok today where it was uh, one of the MLB pitchers, and it was like, "You want me to take off my belt?" And the umpire's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want you to take off your belt, man." It's just. <laughs> All the memes coming out of it are pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's the change we didn't know we all wanted. <laughs> yeah, but we've seen a lot of difference, uh, a lot of change between guys like Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, and uh, Angels' own Dylan Bundy. So what do you got on that? Yeah, so, you know, I, I think the biggest one that stands out to me is uh, Garrett Cole. I mean, the Yankees signed this guy for, what, the largest pitching contract of all time, $300 million. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, after the whole Astros cheating scandal, I was kind of hoping that Garrett Cole would just fall off a cliff. So this news has just been kind of like music to my ears. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it hasn't disappointed. So Garrett Cole was averaging somewhere in the vicinity of about 2,700 RPM. So if you're not like familiar with spin rate, the more that you have spin and the more that that spin contributes to the movement on the baseball. And so by Garrett Cole dropping from his average of 2,700 to where it is now, which is about 2,400, he's losing about three inches of movement uh, going left to right. So what that means is that he's not missing as many bats and the balls that he leaves over the plate are hitting more barrels. So guys are going to hit a lot more home runs off him, sharply hit doubles, just things like that. Yeah, and this isn't just a Garrett Cole thing, right? No, it's uh, almost all pitchers across baseball. I know the Athletic, when they reported on it, was estimating that nearly 90% of baseball players were using some kind of the sticky stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be seeing a lot of pitchers decline. We're going to be seeing batting averages go up. We're going to be seeing a lot more home runs. It's going to be a huge change. Yeah, and if we go back to that a couple years ago when we had the league-wide home run surge, I mean, I would be all for it because I like seeing some good offense, but pitchers have just been way too dominant in the early part of the season. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that goes with, uh, for anyone that was not familiar, the baseball had a huge change to the baseballs. So what they did is they, they changed the core of the baseball and they made it more consistent. And 
they did it very similar to what the Korean Baseball League did a couple of years ago. And the results there were about a 30% drop in home runs, um, extra base hits. We saw the same thing here. So with that and with the sticky stuff being used, that's why we saw the increase in like no hitters, uh, the batting average being the lowest of all time. And it just wasn't as fun to watch baseball games. I mean, after all those home runs, I wasn't really enjoying the one to nothing wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had like six no hitters there in the first, what, two months? Three months? <laughs> yeah, that, sh- that should have been a sign. It was kind of like... Uh, what happened with like steroids in like the 90s when you had like the record oh, was 61 home runs it was insane then, I know. it's like every other day there was a there was a no hitter or a no hitter watch at least yeah yeah it felt like uh if there wasn't a no hitter it was like hey what's up <laughs> yeah yeah you're just like ah, i haven't <laughs> seen a no hitter alert in a couple of days <laughs> yeah i mean like if a guy went like seven innings and allowed three hits it was like oh whatever it kind of like cheapened the whole like good performance <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to the foreign substance checks that they've been doing in the last couple of days, uh, we've gotten also a good reaction from Max Scherzer. Have you seen that clip yet? <laughs> you know, I saw a little bit of it. You were telling me about it before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I can only imagine. In the middle of an inning? Oh, anything to try to throw somebody off their game and Davey rightfully coming out to protect his guy to see what's going on here. Max hey, what, what did they you expect? Matt drops his hat and uh, Carlos Torres is going to get mad at him. This is in the middle of an inning after you struck a guy out. And it was initiated by the other manager. If I'm Davey, I'm not standing for this at all. And now Girardi's going to come out and be a bigger part of it. Well, I love how Davey's coming out to protect his guy here. Girardi trying to find anything to get Max off his game, but honestly, I think it's only going to fire him up more and going to make him better. So, also, we have Shohei Otani, who pitched today, and uh, he had a pretty good interaction with the umpires. I don't know if you saw that, but he was pretty buddy-buddy with them. I, You know, he's, like, always buddy-buddy. He seems, <laughs> he seems like a big teddy bear. Oh, he seems like a great guy. You know, uh, on Otani, I was just listening to the Fangrass podcast, and they said that there's an Otani cam where they just, every game <laughs> in Japan, they have a camera that's just focused on Otani. I don't doubt it. it. Like, he's in the dugout, and it's just on him. He's like, just, oh, Mike Trout's warming <laughs> up right next to him? No, Shohei Otani. All yeah. day, every day. Yeah, they just they played on all the TVs in Japan. They love their guy. That's amazing. I got to get, like, a live feed of that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like watch it before I go to bed. Yeah, some of them are cool. Like um, they have like a batting practice Otani cam, and there was <laughs> one from like 2018 where it showed him hitting bombs in uh, Colorado. That's where that clip comes from. Uh, but yeah, that camera follows him day in and day out, probably. <laughs> Man, it's, it's almost like the Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of surreal like that. At least he's not in a dome, though. That's true, but there's benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine the endorsements he's getting back home, though. Oh, yeah. He's probably, like, on every vending machine over there. Oh, he's got to be. Do you you think he, like, thinks about that when he's in the dugout? Like, I can't pick my nose right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody's watching. Can't do any of that stuff. Well, on the topic of Otani, Shohei Otani and Kevin Gosman had a really good pitcher's duel today. Uh, I don't know if you saw the game today, but it was a uh, tough loss for the Angels. Yeah, I, I tuned in when I got off work at, like, 
end of the 11th inning, so I got to see the meltdown at the end. <laughs> oh, best part of an Angels game, right? Oh, man. It, you know, and I hate the Giants, too, so it was just like a double kick. Oh, dude, it was it was brutal. I was, I was texting my grandpa because me and him are both diehard Angels fans. I'm like, why couldn't they have just done this in the eighth inning? Why did we have to wait <laughs> for 13 innings? You got to, like, set it up, you know, so, like, to maximize the pain. Yeah, but Otani only gave up uh, one run on a home run, and then Gosman gave up one run on a home run as well. So pretty good stuff for both of them. Yeah, man, Otani just took such a step forward this year. So cool to see. Yeah, and he's done it with not the best velocity too. Uh, he hasn't had the 102 kind of stuff like that DeGrom has, but, man, his splitter and his off-speed stuff has been deadly. Yeah, I mean, he he's just so talented. It's, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, and uh, make sure to vote for him and many other people at the All-Star Game. I heard you got some stuff on that as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, so speaking of Otani, he is leading the AL in the DH vote. I think right now he has 33% of all votes, which is well ahead of number two, J.D. Martinez, at 18%. I think it was so, like 500,000 ahead at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to walk into that. That's just ridiculous. Oh, do, you, do you think they'll pick him for as a pitcher and... As a oh, DH, like, I would just love to see it. Just love <laughs> to see it. Oh, and yeah, that's gonna be cool. I hope he gets the hit and pitch in the. In the yeah, I game. do too. Madden says he doesn't have a problem with it, so we'll see. Yeah, they, they better not. Yeah. Wait. So who who's the uh, the AL coach again? The All Star game. The AL coach will be um, Rays. So, what's his name? I don't freaking remember his name. Oh, is it um, Ka- Cashman? No. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Cash, right? Cash, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Cashes in the <laughs> ALEs, right? <laughs> yeah, it seems like that. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, let's go over the, I guess, the rest of the positions. At first base, uh, running away with the most votes is Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's at 51%. Uh, well ahead of Jose Abreu, last year's MVP, at 9%. At second base, you got uh, Marcus Semien at 34 percent at in the nl second base you got ozzy albies at 17 percent he's pretty close to the number two adam frazier at 12 percent uh who probably should be leading it but there's oh, just i would love lot. to see adam frazier in there you don't yeah. get many uh pittsburgh pirates in the all-star game do you no and right now they're not doing too well so i think those <laughs> fans just don't want to even admit that they're fans <laughs> they're just like uh they don't deserve to go to the all-star game <laughs> Yeah, there must be like so much self hate as a as a Pittsburgh fan. There's so much self hate as an Angels fan, and we're at 500. <laughs> I know, uh, man. I was on, the, yeah, I was on your guys' uh, subreddit earlier today, and it's almost it's like any time there's a runner on base, it's just self defeatism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, at third base in the AL, you got uh, Devers from Boston leading at 28. percent Looks like he's going to run away with that. He's well deserved. Yeah, well ahead of Makata. At 13%. Yeah, Devers is ridiculous this year. Mm-hmm. Just the whole Red Sox lineup is doing great. Oh, they're crazy. Uh, in the NL at third base, it, running away with that one is Chris Bryant at 29%, which is interesting. I think he has more starts in the outfield this year than third base. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, but he's a very versatile player. Um, he's also had a very good bounce back season. Yeah, he has, yeah, which is good to see. Uh, I'm not sure what really happened over there in Chicago. It feels like he got kind of thrown out really fast by the fans. Yeah, Chicago fans can do that sometimes. 
yeah, I mean, they were the lovable losers for 100 years, so then they win one World Series, and so now they have the highest expectations. Yeah, now they're like, oh, we must win every year. <laughs> if we don't win every year, we're going to be pissed. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I hate to like be this crude about it, but it's almost like watching someone get hooked on something, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're all right, all right, then they just fall off a cliff, cliff as a fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, they got toxic fast. <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, at shortstop, we got uh, Xander Bogarts at 31%. Mm-hmm. He is uh, running away with that. Number two is Bobachet at 15%. Mm-hmm. In the NL, we got Tatis at 40%. He is well ahead of Javier Baez at 13%. I don't think that's going to be much of a competition. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> He's the uh, push, the most pushed guy by the MLB Instagram. Can't oh, yeah. go, you can't go one day without seeing a Tatis post. I think I get three push updates on my MLB app a day from Tatis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tatis walked up the batting, walked up the batting gauge. <laughs> so, yeah, you really, you really get a lot of those. But I, I click on it. I watch it. So it's my own fault too. I'm contributing. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. So in the outfield, Mike Trout, who's been uh, injured for most of the year, has the most votes, mm-hmm. and uh, he's at 15. percent So it looks like he'll get in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that's good to see. Yeah, he'll just uh, sit on the bench, I guess. That's fine. You gotta have Mike Trout there. Ah, I you w- gotta. I wish that Mobile push him a little harder. Yeah, he doesn't want to push himself. I don't think out in like the social media, uh, the public eye. Would you say? Yeah, and I think uh, with uh, with them pushing tattoos, I think Trout would be a good counter to that as well mm-hmm. for the fans that don't want as much of like a flamboyant player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trout's a very humble guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then uh, number two is Aaron Judge, and then number three is Byron Buxton. So oh, Buxton's had a rough year. Keeps getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, in the last three years, he's played, what, 120 games? Not a lot of games. And we, we've we seen what he can do when he's healthy. Dude crushes the ball. He's got lightning. He's lightning quick, and he plays great defense. But, like, two games after he comes off the I.L., he breaks his hand. I know. Oh. That's, that's so sad. Yeah, in those 120 games, I think he's put up like 10 wins above replacement. Oh my god! <laughs> so imagine if you could just keep that guy healthy. That it would be game over if anybody else playing the Twins. It'd, it'd be like Mike Trout numbers almost. It, it would be. In the NL for the uh, three leading vote getters, we got Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Nick. Uh, oh man, I'm always gonna mess this up just from taking too many Spanish classes when I was younger. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick Castellanos. And Jesse Winker. Okay. I really want to see Jesse Winker in the home run derby. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I think it would be too. That's another guy that couldn't stay healthy for his entire career. <laughs> and is finally healthy. Yeah. I love his stance, the way he just kind of leans back into the ball, or leans back in his stance. I don't know why I just thought of that, but whenever I think of Jesse Winker, I think of the guy with the weird back arch in his stance. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of looks like he's chilling, you know? Like he's yeah, just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see some of the guys that uh, you would think would be getting the leading vote just by watching like social media, like Juan Soto, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Like, they're not in there. Yeah, the big money guys. But, I mean, if they haven't put up the numbers and the people aren't voting for them, then, I don't know, next guy up. Yeah, that's true. Do you, do you remember back in, like, 2015 when the Royals were good? Oh, and they had everybody on that roster on the All-Star <laughs> yeah. team. Same with the Cubs in 2016. Cubs had, like, four starters in the All-Star game. Yeah, you would have guys that had, like, a 700 OPS starting. 
Oh, and there was a guy with like a 220 average, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I think it was yeah. Addison Russell. Yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, it was like stupid low, and they made the all-star team because it's a popularity contest. Exactly. It should be not all, not just fan vote, you know? Yeah, yeah. There should be – I think there is like a coach's vote for like the last there, – there's got to be a coach's vote in there. I seem to remember that, but it might not be. Don't quote me on that. No, yeah. And then it's, it's just interesting because you have the position players to get picked and then the pitchers get picked, picked by the coaches. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, I wouldn't mind voting for the pitchers. Mm-hmm. So who who surprises you the most for the vote getter so far? Ooh, well, judging from last season, I would think Vladdy Jr. because Vladdy Jr. had a terrible last season, but he's really put together a good season this year. Yeah, that was really uh, interesting. You know, I was I was looking at his numbers, and I didn't realize that the Buffalo Stadium was basically like Coors Field. Oh yeah, it's tiny. All yeah, minor it, league stadiums do not have uh, very much field. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, he's doing really well on the road. So don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. he would have a great season, anyways. Oh yeah, I've seen a bunch of highlights of him hitting in Fenway. Yeah, and so his, his road OPS is nine fifty, which is elite. Mm-hmm. But it's thirteen twenty nine at home. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that is almost like a Coors effect. Yeah, he's hitting four hundred at home with a five hundred on base percentage. Damn. <laughs> what well, what's his slugging at home? Uh, 833. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean Okay, Vlad, you can calm down a little bit. Yeah, it's like those are like Larry Walker numbers. Oh yeah. That that's crazy. Well, what about you? Who's your uh, standout person for the All-Star voting? I think uh Marcus Semien at second base just cuz of how bad he was last year. Mhm. I mean, he was so good in 2019. Yeah. And then, you know, but every year in his career before that, he was like a 700 OPS guy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, was that a fluke? <laughs> I was... remember when he was a bad defender, too. That's right. He was the worst. Was yeah, like... he was really awful. But now he's, I think he almost won a gold glove. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, all of a sudden he like he turned into like a really plus defensive player. Yeah, yeah. Simeon's really turned a corner in his career. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see it, you know. You don't like seeing guys that just like fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. But... Man, like, I really thought 2019 was a fluke. I mean, that guy just was could not hit before. And then all of a sudden, 30 home runs. Yeah, but now now he's just been consistent with that. And, hey, hopefully he keeps up with it. You know, I, I feel like I should look at his home away splits with that, <laughs> see if he's got that course field effect going on. Yeah, maybe. Um, what else do we have on the docket today? Well, it looks like we got Wander Franco's debut. 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 <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, that? That's great, you know? Just coming in in his first game, hitting a game-tying three-run home run. Mm-hmm. I hope he comes up and just like hits like 350 the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for good things for the number one prospect in the MLB. Uh, it, it, it's it's got to be a great feeling to do that in your first game. I mean... You've been waiting your whole life for it, and just to perform on the biggest stage, I think that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, and he's, what, is he 20 years old? Uh, I think so, yeah. He can't even buy a beer, and he's already uh, <laughs> hitting game-tying home runs. That's what they said about Soto uh, in the 2019 playoffs. Like, they, they ended up winning, and I don't even think he could win, uh, drink the celebratory champagne. Yeah, I think they would they bring in like the sparkling cider for him. Yeah, I think they brought in sparkling cider. <laughs> I wonder uh, what kind of jokes they're making in the clubhouse for the really young guys like that. <laughs> There's got to be some out there. 
Uh, also, uh, in this week's news, we got Yu Darvish. He is the fastest pitcher to 1,500 strikeouts. Yu uh, Darvish has been very good in his many seasons in the MLB with uh, three three teams now. Uh, so four. Four teams, yeah, right? He had the mm-hmm. Rangers, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and now the Padres. Um, did he go to the Dodgers? Was that a rental? Yeah, uh, I think he might have been a year and a half. He was there for the... It was, it was. It was um, for their World Series against the Astros, right? Yeah, yeah. the Astros still were stealing the signs off of him, and he got lit up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Jeez, there's some guys that you just see in a uniform, and you're just like, wait, they played for him? I know. <laughs> uh, like, who's uh, the biggest one? I keep forgetting that uh, Zach Greinke played for the Brewers. Zach Greinke also played for the Angels. That's right. Yeah, Zach Greinke played for a lot of guys, but it's just there's some guys you see in a different uniform that are just that just doesn't come to mind. Oh yeah, like Mike or uh, Mike Piazza in a Marlins uniform. <laughs> yep, or uh, Pudge Rodriguez in a uh, whoa, who did he play for? Oh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Marlins. I think so. I think it was the Marlins. I think yeah, I think he won the World Series with the Marlins. Like yeah, one yeah, that sounds right. Um, what what was his name? Uh, play for the Yankees. Uh, he went to the Angels. Big oh, home run man. hitter. Japanese. Oh, uh, Hideki Matsui? Yes. Matsui, yeah, did- yeah. He played for the Angels for like a couple of years, and it was like, oh, he played for them too? Yeah, you know, if you had asked me if, if uh, Matsui played his entire career with the Yankees until now, I would have said yes. <laughs> I totally forgot he was on the Angels. Yeah, yeah. There's just many guys around the league like that uh, that you just don't think they ever go to another team. Yeah, and he knows. Go ahead. I was gonna say the Angels have a lot of those guys. <laughs> it feels like they pick up a lot of the guys at the end of their career. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you have got like uh, Brandon Phillips. They picked him up for a year, or it, was, it wasn't even a year. It was like half a season. Yeah, that's yeah, man. I forgot Brandon Phillips. It was big for a long time. Oh yeah, and then he just fell off the face of a cliff. Um, <laughs> yeah. They might say that about Albert Pujols with the Dodgers, though. I don't know if the Dodgers are going to hype him up still, even after he's done with his career. Uh, if this is his last year, this might be his uh, swan song with the Dodgers. And uh, I don't know how they'll see him after that. I, I don't know. He, he's already got more hormones with the Dodgers than he does with the Angels. Mm-hmm. He's betting, like, what, 270? Yeah, yeah. I do think that's mostly because they platooned him, though. I think they've played him a little bit better than the Angels were able to. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's yeah. probably you know he's probably excited to go to a team that's in the playoff hunt. <laughs> that's got to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, not that like the the Angels weren't supposed to be that this year, but they started playing better after he left for sure. Oh yeah, both teams started playing better after the move. I think. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that you know after Pools left, it really you know lit a uh, lit a spark for the Angels and that. You know, that they can play well enough until Mike Trout gets back and make that push at the end? That's what all Angels fans are hoping for. You think they can do it? They need pitching. That's my answer. They do need pitching. I think they, <laughs> I think you guys need to call up uh, Joe Dell with how well he's doing AAA. Yeah, I just did a podcast with Todd the other day going over uh, Joe Adele and his stuff. And uh, I was at the AAA game not too long ago. And uh, personally, I don't think he's ready yet, but... You can go back and listen to that one. Uh, shameless plug to our last podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got anything else for us today? No, I think that's a 
Um, oh, yeah. We wanted to go over uh, maybe the Home Run Derby really quick and then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you were saying uh, beforehand that Shohei Otani is a go for the Home Run Derby. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be some majestic bombs in Colorado. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. <laughs> and then our other com- confirmation today was Pete Alonso. Oh, Pete Alonso is going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. He, was he the one that beat Vlad Guerrero? In the he was. Night? He beat him with like 15 home runs after Vladdy hit like 27 in the round before, but because of the way it's set up, he had to hit like, like Vladdy only hit like 12 in the final round or something like that. Oh, yeah, and you only had to beat him by one. Yeah, and it was it, it just wasn't the show that we were all hoping for. That was what Jock Peterson and Vladdy did in the round before that. Yeah, that's true. Man, Alonzo just looks like a polar bear like out there. Like, he's just gigantic. <laughs> Oh yeah, big dude. But um yeah, what do you what do you think the other guys will be? Who do you think the other people will be? I'm thinking I was really hoping for for Vlad to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he just sat, you know, said he's not doing it. I'm hoping that Tatis will do it, but they probably won't let him do it with his shoulder. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. Unless he gets healthy like a couple weeks before cuz that's that's my uh cutoff before the All-Star break. You got to be you got to be ready to go before a couple weeks before yeah, and I I know there's that whole thing about where people feel like there's a drop off because people mess up their swing at the All Star break. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but it'd be cool to see some of these guys. Or maybe Acuna. How about you? Oh, Acuna would be great. Uh, I re- I remember like you throw in a couple like B tier players every once in a while in the uh, home run derby, <laughs> yeah. and they can be fun. Like uh, Justin Bohr a few years ago. He was in the home run derby and he was hitting tanks against Aaron Judge. Granted, he did lose that round, but that was really fun to see. Um, what about Matt Chapman? He hit like two home runs in the year he did play. I know. Uh, that was a little rough because his dad couldn't hit the strike zone. That's right. Yeah, I remember um, that. They hyped up his dad so much <laughs> that yeah. he could throw a strike. Yeah, that's got to be rough. Um, there's some other like underdogs that were in it. Like uh, I think Josh Bell was in it, wasn't he? I think you're right. Yeah. But I would love to see, like, Joey Gallo in there. Some guys that can hit some absolute moonshots. Oh, yeah. Joey Gallo would be great, wouldn't he? I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Kyle Schwarber? Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a Colorado Rocky in there. you got to have a home guy. I would love to see Trevor Story in it. Yeah, Trevor Story would be great. Do they have any? they got to have someone that's hitting home runs this year. Uh, Ryan McMahon. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that's all you can go for. <laughs> I would love to see I would love to see like a pure contact hitter get in the home run derby and actually like put up a fight. I think that would be really fun to watch. Yeah, who would be who'd be like a great contact hitter for that? Um, D Gordon. Put D Gordon yeah, in, the yeah, in the home run derby. Bring or Billy it. Hamilton. <laughs> Billy Hamilton would be Billy oh, Hamilton man. can't even hit for contact. Oh man, or Tony Tony Kemp. Oh, Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp's got some good bat speed. He does. He's he, got some sneaky pop. He can hit it out by like two feet. Barely. Yeah, yeah. just barely. Especially in Oakland. I know. Jeez. Oakland's a dump. Yeah, if they're, if they're doing the home run derby and course field, they also need to bring out the old baseballs. Like, just <laughs> like really go for it. Just go for metal bats. You're going to have to give some uh, helmets to the people in the stands if that happens. I, I mean, I would totally watch metal bat home run derby. That would be like 125 mile an hour exit velos. Yeah, that'd be amazing. It'd be like 650 foot home runs. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be nuts. 
Well, uh, I think that'll do it for this first episode of the Halos in the Infield uh, weekly roundup. Uh, you're you're good with everything, right? Yeah, that was great. I mean, it was fun talking. I was told to plug the uh, merch store, so go and buy something from our merch store. There's something for everybody. I just personally bought a blowpen shirt for the Angels, so check that out. Uh, it There's good stuff there. That's all I could say about it. There's good stuff there. I was not prepared for saying this. Just go check it out. That's all I got to say. Well, uh, we'll see you guys all in the next podcast. Thank you very much for listening or watching on YouTube. I don't know what kind of format you guys like. But from me, Chase, and Andrew, that's hey. you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> that is you. Thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.